0: Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host,
1: Lance Ecos. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, University of Adversity. We got Jesse Garnier joining us in the house today. He's going to give you a lesson on what it takes to go from being an employee to entrepreneur, And what goes on in the online world and how you can do it. Some people are meant to be leaders in their lives. Some people have those qualities installed at a young age. And he had this. But he also had work ethic installed into him. So he was able to combine the two and now is a leader of a massive team and a massive movement. And he's doing amazing things. So really excited to get into it. If you haven't subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Go back. Let's subscribe. Leave us a review at the end of the show. I really appreciate it. Love all you guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest is a textbook example of what it means to go from employee to entrepreneur and actually become successful. Realizing that trading time for money wasn't something that was going to bring him fulfillment in his life, he made the pivot to the online world, which completely changes life forever. He now leads a massive team of entrepreneurs online and offline where he helps empower them with all the skills he used to get to where he is today. And he continues to thrive and teach people so many amazing things and is such an incredible leader. So really excited to have him on. Jesse Garnier, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, man. It's a pleasure
0: to be here. I'm super excited about this.
1: Yeah, man. Me too. I'm really, really happy that we got to connect and we can dive into your story because I know you're one of the pioneer people in the online space who really had an awesome story of, of making that shift and really shedding some light and some inspiration for people that can do the same. So I'm really excited to dive in and maybe just take us back, fill in the gaps, maybe take us back as far as you want to go and kind of explain where you're at and kind of how you got to where you are today.
0: Awesome, man. This is actually something that I'm looking forward to a lot because back, like, probably about two years ago, I was often asked, like, my story and and what, like, where I came from and how I got to where I am right now and, and all sorts of stuff. And I don't know, it just kind of, like, phased out. And, and then people, I think it's just because people heard the story so much over and over and over that they just, yeah. like, they get it, you know, but I, I honestly can't even remember the last time I got into the story. So I, I would love to uh, just kind of recap and get back into that and just kind of share with anyone who's a little bit newer, who hasn't been following for the last year or so, and just kind of get into it. So I would like to go right back to when I was a kid and just kind of start there. So when I was a kid, my parents were divorced at a pretty early age. Like I think I was five or six years old. I can't remember exactly, but five or six years old, parents divorced. My mom remarried to another man who then obviously became my stepfather. And the the reason that this is so crucial and important is because if anyone out there's read the book, rich dad, poor dad, I'm going to like, I basically lived that story, which is kind of cool. So it's not to say like my real dad was poor by any means, like he was, he's still not poor by any means financially, but poor as far as like, the being able to visualize what is possible. If you just kind of step out of what normal society says to do, like get a job and get a good pension and all these different things like security and just kind of like show up to work and work your 40 hour or your 40, 50 years out of your life. And like, that's the way my dad is. He's super like secure, wants to know that everything's going to be okay. He's worked the same job, I think for 30 years, which there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do, if you enjoy your job. But I just like right from a young age when people would ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And like all my friends would say like firefighter and police officer and a uh, doctor and like all these different things. My response would always be, I want to be my own boss and I want to be a dad. I want to like be a father and a family man. And I want to be my own boss. It's just kind of like, Those are the things that I said, probably right from when I was like 10 years old. And it came from my stepfather, which like I was talking about before. He was more of an entrepreneurial guy. He was working in the oil and gas industry. I first met him when I was probably seven years old, six, seven. And he always owned his own company right from the day we met. And it was obviously in in the trucking industry, in the oil and gas industry here in Alberta, Canada. And I always just kind of like watched how he did things and the way he did things and the way he talked to people and the way he led people and the way that like other people would look up to him and the way that he was talked about in, in like public. And he was just like this because coming from a smaller town in Alberta, like everybody knows each other. And it was interesting to see like that people always kind of like looked up to him as, as an entrepreneur and like a businessman, like a smart dude. And I just kind of like looked at that and I was like, that's what I want to be. You know, like I want to be someone who's respected and has enough money to do whatever I want to do and doesn't have to like go to this job that I would complain about every day. And so it was, it was really cool because I had the both perspectives that I got to learn from, which was really awesome. So yeah, right. And like, I do want to be clear here. There was a lot of things about my stepfather that I did not like so much, but his entrepreneurial spirit and the way that he was able to look at investments and the way he was able to like pull stuff together from nothing was like super amazing to watch. And yeah, so, so that's kind of where I got the entrepreneurial spirit. That's where I first discovered what being an entrepreneur was all about. Now in the early stages, when I first met him, he was in the grind phase and that like, I'm sure you would agree that there's multiple phases to entrepreneurship. The first one typically is the grind phase where you got to like, you're hustling, you got to put in the work. And like, I would watch him wake up. And this is something that my real dad didn't have to do, obviously, because he just worked a normal job, like 7am, he would go to work, five o'clock every single day he was home. And that part of his life at the time I enjoyed. This is where it's really cool to be able to see both perspectives because I was like that part of my dad's job I really like that was cool comparing to my stepdad who was waking up at like two in the morning and sometimes didn't even make it home. He was sometimes out for like days on end working and working and working and leading crews and doing this and doing that. That part of it I was like not so thrilled about being my own boss because I realized that somebody has to get shit done. Right. Yeah. And in the grind phase, it's typically the owner of the company. So, but it was cool to see the evolution of how things changed for him. And eventually over time, the hours that he would be away would, would go down. And the cool shit that he was able to buy would go up. And I was like, (laughs) that's cool. That's cool. How that's working. Cause like my dad, my real dad, things were always just kind of constant, like he always had a decent vehicle, he always had a decent house, he always had like, decent stuff. And it just kind of like, it was constant, it was super steady, it was secure, right? Where my stepdad, he would work a lot at the beginning, but then closer to like, when I was 15, 16 years old. So about 10 years. At the beginning, he was working a lot, putting in a lot of time and effort and energy. And then at the end, he had full management crews. They were managing everything. They're like, he hardly even had to go to the office or go to work at all. But yet he was still able to buy the cool things and the fancy things. And like, and I looked at that and I was like, that's what I need to do with my life. I hope that makes sense so far.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And what I found interesting is how you saw how people treated your stepdad. Did you see the contrast in how they treated your real dad at what he did at your stepdad? Because there's a huge difference there, right? On what they're doing and how they they probably interact with people. Did you notice a lot of that? hundred percent, man. Like my real
0: dad, don't get me wrong. He's like probably the best dude in the world and people obviously respect him. And he's, he's a leader in his own sense. Like he's a, he's a planner at the pulp mill that he worked at for the last 35 years. Um, so he's like a higher end supervisor, but people like well-respected in the sense that he has a lot of friends and people really enjoy being around him. But on the other side, my stepdad was always looked at as like a get shit done kind of guy. Yeah. Like people would go to him if they had problems that they needed to solve. Yeah. And I was like, and just to see the way that both of their brains work, like my real dad, he he can solve problems and he can do cool shit. But he's not known as like the go-to guy to get shit done. You know what I mean?
1: Um, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I, I know what you mean. I grew up, I actually grew up in Edmonton, you know, in the same sort of, in Alberta where it was, I didn't know anything but what people are doing. It's, you know, it's cold, people work hard and that's it. Right. And my dad was the same way and I didn't have an entrepreneurial bone in my body and I didn't make sense. And, we talk about mindset and and how you're programmed when you're young, you know, for me, it was always like, oh, that guy's rich. He must be like, you know, like, you know, yeah, they're, they're the rich guys or they're, you know, they're doing something, something funny's going on there. Right. And that was kind of my mentality. So I completely relate. And that's really cool. When you have that contrast between actually seeing somebody that's, doing that entrepreneurial style and then having that hard at hard worker, you know, because they're both very respectable. It's just, they're both, they're so different. hundred
0: percent, man. Like I respect both of them for everything that they've done. Well, my dad, like there's more to the story with my stepdad that happens later, but, and I don't necessarily really want to get into that right now, but I'm talking like the younger stages and and just watching the growth phase. And then like, I'll just give you a little tidbit to what happened, but he ended up crumbling, and with the economy, it overtook him. He had like heart attacks, and I don't even honestly know where he is right now. I'm actually kind of like searching for him in my downtime. I'm like trying to figure out where he is and how he ended up because it was a rough story that went super super south in the end. But in his heyday, when things were like going really well, I always looked up to him and and look, like learned so many valuable lessons from him just through like how to deal with problems, how to solve things, how to grow businesses, how to invest your money properly, how to not invest your money, good things to do, bad things to do. And just like all sorts of great lessons that I learned from him. Obviously a lot of them I had to learn, like, even though he'd talked to me about it, I had to still learn it on my own because that's the way we're programmed. Even if somebody tells you to do something, you still do the opposite. So yeah, no, that, that, that's basically the quick story of how that all ended, uh, with my real dad, we're still super tight. He doesn't quite understand what I do and how I do it because he's just not built that way. Just like you said, he was, he didn't have that program that was built into him. And he just kind of like, he always told me, get a good job, have security, show up, make your paycheck and do it again and again and again and again until you get to a chance until you get to like 60 when you get to retire, which again, nothing wrong with that. If that's what anyone who's listening is doing, it's just, that's not what I wanted to do. Like there's not a bone in my body that was thrilled about doing that.
1: So what I find really, really interesting, I didn't know that is that, I mean, he planted those entrepreneurial seeds in your mind, right? Okay. So all that happened, you're kind of on your way, you have a decision, you know, do you want to, you start to go to work, you can go to school, you can do whatever, you know, what made you decide and what was kind of the next thing? Like, why didn't you go into business right away? You know, if that's the style that you wanted to do, what made you choose like, you know, the oil patch and all that kind of stuff?
0: So basically I knew that to own your own business, to start your own business, there's a couple things you need. You need financial investment, you need capital, right? And you need you need an idea, you need to know what you're going to be doing. And then you also need the time to put into it. So and like, I probably could have taken over my stepdad's company if I really wanted to, there was like, between my mom and his kids, sorry, my mom's kids, which is me and my brother. And then my stepdad's kids, there was four of us boys, and then one girl. And I was really the only one who took any interest in kind of like, potentially getting into running my own business at the time. So I probably could have taken over that company if I really, really wanted to, but the company itself wasn't like, it wasn't a fulfilling company to me. Like there's nothing about trucking in the oil and gas industry that I was like, I would wake up and be thrilled about other than the the paychecks that could come in but that wasn't enough for me i knew i needed to do something i was passionate about i knew i needed to find something that i enjoyed doing because if you don't enjoy it there's no sense in doing it so i just kind of like right out of high school i knew i needed some capital i knew i needed an idea a business that i could like stand behind and and for the long term and his company just wasn't that for me but i knew that i had his guidance and i knew that like I would be able to look up to him and and his friends and his circle of influence, which again is a super important piece of the puzzle. Like I would look at his circle of influence and they were always talking about like investing and buying companies and starting ideas and patenting stuff and building products and stuff like that versus my dad's group of friends. They were all talking about like how they hated their job and how they didn't want to go back to work on Monday and stuff like that. So that was like a whole other perspective there too. But my stepdad always told me, like, you don't need to go to business school to become your own boss. Like, you just don't. It's a complete waste of time. It's a complete waste of money. Don't do it. He's like, anything you want to know about business, just fucking ask me. So I kind of, like, took that and I was like, okay, so school's not really the way I want to go. I need to get into something and start making some cash so that I can start saving and putting away and and start like building this thing that I want to build that I don't even know what the fuck it is at the time. So I got a good, good, decent paying job right out of high school. I was making like 20 bucks an hour or something, which was pretty good considering right out of high school fresh. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was in the water well industry, water well drilling industry. And it was a really great gig and I really enjoyed it. And it was like, this, this was like the time that I was like, okay, this is, this is a company that I could like see myself owning. So right there, I made a decision, like I'm going to own this fucking company one day. And so I just like went to work. I just started learning everything I possibly could, knew nothing about it when I first got started. But as I started to learn, I was like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to become the owner of this company. And if I need to, if I want to do that, I need to like be the best at what I do. So I just like, Put my head down, went to work, started making money, started saving money, started putting things away, building a plan. And then uh, I made one stupid mistake. This was about a year into uh, this whole thing. Made one stupid mistake that I actually haven't even talked about. I don't think ever. I don't think I've ever publicly talked about this, but I got a DUI. And this job required driving, a lot of driving. So I ended up getting laid off from that job, which like completely shattered me. This was like shatter number one. And there's multiple shatters throughout my journey. This is shatter number one. So now I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm like, I can't find another decent paying job that doesn't require driving. So I ended up getting a job at an auto body shop. And just because it was a shop, it was something local. I could walk to work and I could do my thing. And this was like, this is when my dreams kind of like, shattered and this is when I started to become okay with the fact that I might have to like just kind of work at a job for the rest of my life because this one DUI just completely crushed everything that I was working towards Mm. so I took a huge pay cut going to that the body shop I was then making like 26 bucks an hour at the other place and then I went down to 12 bucks an hour at the auto body shop and trying to like live the same lifestyle. It was a little struggle. And it took three years for that to all kind of clear up. As soon as I had like, my license was back, my insurance was kind of half-assed back to normal. The water well drilling place actually called me and they offered me another job full time. This was about three years later. So I took that job I went back and I went back in with the same mindset. Like I'm going to own this company. I'm going to do this right this time. I'm not going to fuck up like I did last time. And I almost actually accomplished that. So between me and another guy who worked there, we were actually going to buy the company 50-50. We had it almost worked out. And then just due to some unfortunate circumstances, basically the price that we thought we were paying ended up not being the price that we were paying. And then it all kind of came crashing down again. And this is when like I was so close to accomplishing my goal and my dream. And like everything was right there. I could feel it. I could taste it. I could smell it. And it was right there. And it's like a carpet got pulled out from under my feet. And I just fucking fell flat on my face. I was done. And the one good part about this point in my life was that my first son was about to be born. So I was accomplishing one of my goals of becoming a family man. He was actually born five days after I quit that job. After Because once I realized like I'm not going to own this company, I was like, fuck that. I'm out. I'm on to the next one because I'm not doing anything like I wasn't working there just to work there. I was working there to become the fucking boss. You know what I mean? So once I realized that that was no longer an option, I was like, fuck that. I'm out. I'm on to the next one. I'm going to find something else and I'm going to become the boss of that. So I quit that job right then and there. My son was born five days later. I'm sitting there like fucking mentally destroyed, physically destroyed, financially pretty much getting destroyed because now I'm like, I don't care about anything. I'm just like, in this moment in time, I'm like, I don't care about what happens. Like, I'm just going to be at home with my son. I'm going to find another job eventually. And I'm going to just make shit happen. So I, I took about two weeks off with my son and my wife, just to kind of like make sure that everything was good, spend time with them, figure out what the fuck I wanted to do with my life. Like now I'm like 23, 24 years old. And I'm like, what do I want to be when I grow up starting from scratch? And then I was able to find another job just due to uh, my work ethic. I was pretty well known around town just for like being a go-getter and just making shit happen. So it was pretty easy to find another job. But the problem was that, again, I took a pay cut going from like being the top, almost the owner of the company uh, making like pretty decent money at that time to now I'm starting from scratch. I'm at the bottom of the barrel again in a different company having to learn a whole new industry and but I, I went in optimistic and I was like, I'm going to own this company one day. And that was, that was my mentality. And then uh, I realized very quickly that I fucking just dreaded the, the industry that we were in. I was like, there's no way I w- even want to own this company. Like it was just an industry that I was like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. But I had no other options. So I just continued to work there. But just my work ethic went down. I just wasn't thrilled about life anymore. Things just weren't going my way. And my credit cards started to get racked up. Everything that I own, like if you're from Alberta, you know, like everyone's got like the jacked up trucks. They got the, the snowmobiles, the quads, the holiday trailers. They got everything, right? They got all the toys. I was one of those people. And just due to not making as much money, having to support a family, the economy going downhill again, this is right 2015, 16, when things were going not very good. And things started to go downhill. And credit cards were getting racked up. And I started selling all my toys to just kind of like make an extra couple months of living. And then it got to a point where I was like, completely fucked. I was like, I had no money. I had no credit card room left. I had no line of credit. My mortgage was overdue. I had like nothing left to sell. And I was like, and I have my wife's pregnant with our second one at this time. And I'm like sitting there like, shit, what am I going to do? So that's when I started looking. This is when I got creative. This is when I started looking outside because like up until that point, I was not a tech savvy person. Still far from tech savvy but i there was no possible way that i would have ever thought that i would be like an online fucking marketer entrepreneur that actually makes it happen yeah. like there's just 0% chance of that even being a thing in my mind because all i knew was like heavy industry oil and gas trucking drilling water wells auto body like like nothing about online nothing about turning on a computer even and this is when I I started to get creative. And I started to think about how like, I started seeing things on Facebook about how like, people are making money online, and they're doing this and doing that. And I was like, and I like, I kind of remembered going back when I was a kid. And I remembered like, my mom always telling me like, you can do anything. And if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish it. And like, all these little positive things. And I just started thinking like, I wonder if I could learn this. And like, I, I was backed in a corner far enough that and I looked at my past and I was like, anything I've ever wanted, I've been able to pretty much achieve like up until this point, if I wanted it, I could find a way to get it. So I just kind of like looked at this whole online world. And I was like, people were saying all you needed to do was put in like an hour or two a day and this and that. And I was like, that's like, all I really have is an hour or two a day because I can't give up the income that I do have, even though it's not even enough to support my living, my lifestyle, but I can't give it up. I need to find a way to make more on top of that. And that's where this whole online business kind of started from. I hope that all makes sense.
1: Oh yeah, man. It's great. It's, it's, it's a true story of going through a lot of different shit, bro. Like, but like what I love about that is like, there's something that got you through these things, you know, and what, what do you, do you say it was your work ethic or was it your belief? Because you obviously, there was some deep belief within you that you can get through these things, right? You obviously have that leadership bone in your body. What do you think was the most important thing for you? Was it I say, work ethic?
0: I would say work ethic and hope. Work ethic was the actual physical thing that I could do to make sure that I was progressing forward even when I didn't feel like I was progressing forward. And hope was the, the emotional connection to just kind of like, I hope that there's something better out there for me. And it's just like the hope that the future was brighter and the hope that like things would work out. And I would say hope had a huge, huge thing to do with that.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because obviously we'll get into personal development and all that, but there's things that were happening that just from hearing your story that you were doing that you probably didn't even realize you were doing, right? That helped you helped you move forward. Because so many people don't believe in themselves with anything. You know, they don't even think that they could be a boss. Just saying that, I'm going to be a boss, you're like sending that out there, right? And that belief in itself is opening up so many doors.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. And like, yeah, there was never... A moment of like obviously in the super low points like i talked about like when i got that dui and then when that company deal fell through and then throughout some of the last job that i had there was obviously points where i doubted if i was ever gonna like own my own company and be the boss or whatever it's not that i want to be the boss to like boss people around or anything i just want to make that clear i'm not looking to do that i want to I want to be the boss, like be the boss of my own life, be the CEO of my own life. You know what I mean? Make my own rules, make my own decisions, do whatever I want to do.
1: Yeah. Uh, Essentially you're looking for freedom, you know, what it'll actually bring you.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And looking back now, like there was obviously a lot of disappointing times and things that happened and whatever, but super 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 fucking grateful for how everything went down because if one of those things wouldn't have happened that wouldn't have led me to where I am right now ultimately where like I would much rather be the owner of this business that I'm in right now than any of the other businesses that I tried to become the owner of back in like back in my past just because like like I was telling you before we even started recording like my commute to work is like three feet. I have to walk out of my bed to my computer and then this is where I get to work. Like I don't have to leave my family where any of those other things, I would have had to leave my family to go and even just to be the boss of those companies and and like manage and make sure that everything's going smoothly, right? So like just for that, I'm super, super grateful for how everything went down. So the message there that I wanna leave with everyone is that even if you're going through struggles, even if there's hard things that you're going through right now, maybe it seems like the end of the world. Maybe it se- feels like things are never going to work out for you. Be grateful for the struggles. Be grateful for the low times because there's if you just continue pushing on, you will find the light at the end of the tunnel. I pretty much guarantee that as long as you keep forward momentum.
1: Yeah, no, I love it. I'm glad you brought that up because about having your office at home. Is obviously there's a lot of positives with that. But with entrepreneurship and all that, as you realize with success and being at home with your office, I'm sure that there's, there's the share of difficulties as well that you've noticed. Oh, you know, so what like, are some difficulties? Like, just to paint a picture for everybody listening out there, like, it's not all rainbows and butterflies, right? With every situation. So maybe paint a picture of some of the challenges that a successful entre- entrepreneur like yourself goes through that most people may not understand?
0: Well, the hardest part probably is just the fact of like having to have self-discipline. And if you make a decision not to work, which is very fucking easy to do, then obviously nothing gets done, right? You don't make forward progress. Today is a prime example. It's like plus 25 out right now. Skies are blue. There's no wind. Yeah, I would probably like to be out there doing something with my kids. Right. Yeah. But I made a decision that I want to work from home. And if I want to provide the life for my family, like I have to, and that I want to, I need to make these conscious decisions almost every day to sit here and make sure that I'm getting something done. And that doesn't mean like I sit in my chair all day, every day. It just means that I have to make sure that I make forward progress every day. So you have to have a certain level of self-discipline. I've seen far too many people go full-time into building their online business and then it all crumbles because now that they quit their job and they're they feel like they're financially secure, they stop doing the things that got them to where they were in the first place, and everything starts to fall apart. And then before you know it, they're out hunting for a job again. And it all comes down to self-discipline and just taking the time to continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to apply yourself. Even in the moments when you don't necessarily want to, like I have a schedule built out and I, this, (laughs) it sounds kind of fucked up to people who don't understand because they're like, well, you're your own boss. You work from home. Why do you have to have a schedule? It's like, because if I don't, then nothing's going to get done. Right. And shit still needs to get done. So I would say that's the biggest struggle is just like having that self-discipline to sit my ass down in my chair and make shit happen even when I don't want to.
1: Yeah, because it's super easy to be like, oh, well, work can wait. Everything comes up. There's always stuff that comes up right at home. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I could just do this later. But when you got to go to an office or go somewhere, you know that that's it. You have to go. So, yes, yeah. I mean I've noticed that too. It's sometimes it's like anything. There's good and bad, right? And you got to learn, and there's lessons in, in all those in all those situations, right? And no, I find it really interesting because just even like I started doing podcasts at home and doing you know most of the, my work at home as well. It's like sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I'd get more done if I had an office somewhere else.
0: You know? Yeah, dude. I actually tried that for a little bit. I got an office somewhere else. I hired a few employees and it's not to say that it didn't work. It's just that I don't know, it's not what I really wanted, but I didn't know that until I tried it, right? Just like anything you don't know until you try. So I tried it and it just didn't quite pan out the way that I kind of envisioned it. Yeah. I just really realized like I like a simple life. I like things when they just kind of like basically like I tried the office thing and it just didn't pan out the way I wanted it to and I just realized like I do enjoy working from home. I just need yeah. to have more self-discipline. And the whole reason the office came up is because I started to see a decrease in productivity, a decrease mm-hmm. in results, a decrease in revenue, a decrease in this and that and that. And that's what drove the, the decision to get the office because I was like, then I can be a hundred percent focused on work when I'm at the office and I can be a hundred percent focused on the family when I'm at home versus like 80% into business, 20% into family, and then it kind of switches. And, and I'm trying to get work done, but play with the kids at the same time. And, but I realized, like, this is this is my zone. This is how I get shit done. Like, I, I love when I'm just sitting here, like in the zone, getting something done. And my kids come in, and they're like, Daddy, we made you a cookie or whatever, right? Yeah, and that's just awesome. give me a cookie, Give me a hug. And then they're like, Bye, Daddy, have a good next little bit or whatever. This is my dream life, you know?
1: That's what life's all about. I mean, you want to be able to spend it with the time with the people that matter, right? I mean, we so many people go to work and it's like you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working. It's like, okay, what are you working for? What, what you know what is important, you know? It's crazy cuz we forget. Like we're trying like we're trying to get there, but really the whole point is to spend more time with the people you care about. And to be able to do that is amazing, man. Like so, okay, I want to anybody that doesn't know let's dive into what it is. I mean, I obviously know, but dive into like what it is you do on a daily basis. You know, why is it important and where can people see things going and what is this online marketing stuff and how is it different than, because there's so much stuff out there. Maybe just paint a picture of what you do and how it's different from the rest.
0: So uh, what I do is called affiliate marketing, which is essentially taking other people's products and selling them online through advertising on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google, whatever, whatever advertising platform you want. And just taking, finding creative ways to sell other companies' products. And then in return, they pay out a commission and that's how I make my living. It's not overcomplicated, like a lot of people look at it and they're like, holy fuck, I have no idea how this works. And it's like, it's really not that complicated if you just kinda like take a few minutes and, and hear how it works. But that's what I do. That's how I make my money, essentially. But a lot of my day is I want to help other people set themselves free. Because, like, for me, when I was able to quit my job and I was able to kind of attain the level of freedom that I wanted, yeah, it was cool. But it's even cooler when I get to help other people do the same thing. So, I like, I love helping other people, mentoring training coaching watching other people succeed celebrating their wins with them that's what I really like thrive on is is that kind of stuff so a lot of my day personally is helping other people jumping on zoom meetings working through problems finding solutions and testing new advertising methods platforms ads whatever and just kind of like that kind of stuff and then also I lead a pretty decent sized team like a thousand people or so in one of my organizations where like I'm hands-on with them I like to get down and like actually like get in the trenches so to speak with them and like work through solutions and in on like a group level as well as an individual level so I a lot of my days are just kind of like based around that the other cool part is like when you have an online business, when you do something like whoa, what I do, you can actually have advertisements runs for you all the time and you can automate it as much or as little as you want. So being able to do that is really cool and it helps in uh, just making sure that you always have income coming in, even when you're off like helping other people create their income. Right. Mm. Um, so, yeah a lot of my day goes into trying different ads split testing different things setting new stuff up just like anything you don't know if it's gonna work until you try it so like a lot of testing helping other people zoom meetings leadership meetings phone calls just like all sorts of different crazy ass stuff building funnels building automations which is something i never really got into heavily until recently
1: how are things changing online? I mean, in the last few years, because I know I've noticed and a lot of people talk about the online world is constantly changing and there's new algorithms. How do you deal with that on a daily basis? And how do you keep your team in check? And this kind of goes with like leadership skills as well. Like how do you stay on top of that as a leader? What are some things that you teach your team?
0: Basically I teach my team and I teach my, my people Cause it's so true. The online world is one of the fastest worlds that changes like on a very, very regular basis. So if you're not like consistently up to date and staying in tune with what's happening and what's working and what's not working, then you're going to fall behind. And that's just the way it is. So obviously one of my ways of teaching people to stay on top of it is to show up consistently in your business. Like take an hour a day, to do some like research or test different things and just like show up in your business every single day as much or little as possible or as much or little as you want. But if you do that, if you consistently just like are engaged and always showing up, then you're going to naturally just kind of like find the groove and always kind of be on top of things. Because like with the chat groups that we have and the Facebook groups and like the information and, and just even just following other people in the space who are on Facebook, like if you just like find other people who are in this, then you'll just naturally start to see like when Facebook updates their algorithm, somebody will make a post about it from an article that they just read and you can just like click on it, Mm -hmm. take a quick skim of it and be like, okay, that's cool. I understand that. So that's how I stay on top of it is just mostly just being active every day and making sure that I'm always on top of it. Cause just like any business, like let's say you own a, I don't know, a restaurant and if nobody goes to open the doors on one day, let's say it's Monday morning and you you're supposed to open at 8am, but nobody shows up to open the doors. Is the company going to make any money? No, no. So why would that be any different in any other business? Like even the online world, right? That's a great analogy.
1: That's so true. I mean, <laughs> you got to open those doors, man. If you don't, how can you expect anything to happen?
0: Exactly. That's that's exactly it. If you don't open the door, nothing's going to happen.
1: So obviously this stuff is challenging and can be a big shift for people's lives. And I'm sure, you know, you can agree with me that personal development, mindset, all this stuff has a huge factor, not only in this, but in anything. And having that realization is so, so important. I I mean, in my life as well, and I'm sure you can agree, what are some non-negotiables for you that have really worked for you? Or maybe some stuff you've tried that you don't necessarily always do, but what are some things that are really non-negotiable for you that are like, they have to get done and that you teach your team to to do the same
0: non-negotiables for me would fall into the category of just like showing up and and maybe not even necessarily like there's days when i sit down in my chair and i'm like i don't even know what i'm gonna do today but i'm just gonna log into my computer and i'm gonna like start somewhere and something will happen i don't know what that is but something's gonna happen So one of the things that I really urge people to do is like, even if you don't know what you're going to do, just sit down and do something, right? Something is better than nothing. So like a good place to start in my business is if you are having a day where you don't know like what to do or you're kind of struggling with like, well, everything's kind of caught up and I don't know. There's always fucking shit to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's always something you can do. So just becoming okay with the, that fact, first of all. And second is like, there's always an ad out there that could be your next winning ad that you haven't tested yet. You just need to create it, you need to try it, you need to test it. So I often have people come to me and they're like, well, like I have my ads running and I, I don't know what else to do. And, and I'm like, create another one. What's the harm in like sitting down and trying something else, shooting a different video, editing something else, writing something else. There's always that, you know what I mean? So one non-negotiable for me is like every single day, I want to make some kind of progress, even if it's just a little bit. Every night at the end of the day, when I'm going to bed, I just like lay in my bed and I reflect on the day. I just kind of quickly run through the the events of the day, the highlights and the lows. And I just ask myself and I, I take this very seriously. And I'm like, was today a win or was today a lose? And like, it's okay to have the odd lose day here and there. You're not going to win every single day, but as long as you take it seriously and you're honest with yourself, like I have lose days. I had one last week, but the next day I went twice as hard. I made twice as much progress as I usually do in in one day. And I just made up for that lost time because I want to make sure like every day I'm making one step forward and like, one day at a time that doesn't seem huge but you think about it over th- like a year that's 365 steps forward from where you are right now right yeah so the compound effect is huge the compound effect is massive dude and and every and every time you get one step forward the next step is a little bit bigger right yeah um, so it's, it's just like that's one thing that i i really really make sure i do Every day is like, I need to do something today to get me closer to my goals by tomorrow.
1: Yeah, it's that the little bits every day, you like, don't take any zeros, you know? Like, just show up a little bit at least, even if you're not feeling it, right? 100%, so, man. Like,
0: and I'm not gonna lie, it, it, there's days where it's hard. Like,
1: we all have those, man.
0: I had the flu for like three days and I didn't even leave my bed. And I was like, just a total baby about it. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, Those days
1: are good sometimes, though, because then you could just be like, that's it. This is my day to watch movies and chill.
0: Yeah, dude, that's all I did for like two straight (laughs) days. And at the end of it, I felt like a total failure because I was like, shit, I didn't make any progress in the last two days. But then I took the next week and I just went hard for a whole week and just made up for lost time. But I feel like there's a lot of people out there who don't necessarily do that in their business and their life and their whatever. And that's why they feel lost. And that's why they feel troubled and struggles and all that kind of stuff is because they don't consistently ask themselves, did I win today? Did I lose today? Do I need to make up for tomorrow? And those kind of questions. Those are the questions that I ask myself. Those are the last thing I think of before I go to bed. And I try to make like a little plan for tomorrow. And then I wake up and I'm now I'm not having to waste time. And like, I've gotten pretty good at it now. But now I'm not having to waste time in the morning trying to figure out what I'm going to do because I've already kind of pre-planned it the night before, right?
1: Amazing. That's awesome, man. That's a lot of gold there. The way you speak and the way you, the way you present yourself, man, you're a true leader for sure. And I can see why your team does so well and why you have had success because it's all about how you, believing in yourself and just showing up and understanding that like, hey, if I didn't work that hard today, then I got to work that much hard tomorrow. And that stuff all compounds, right? And it's super important, man. And one of my last questions here, man, is when you look up to somebody and you, like, say, a mentor or whatever, you know, what is a leadership trait or something that you really, or somebody that you can really, you really respect that has that? Like, what's who's somebody that you highly respect as a mentor, whether it be, you know, like Tony Robbins of the world or whoever, and what is it you like about them? Well, there's a
0: few. I'm just going to name a couple so there's Matthew Jang who is like one of my yeah. he, he is one of my main kind of mentors. I know you know him. Anyone out there who doesn't know him, I would follow him on on social media. He's like one of the most inspirational people, man. Like doesn't matter what kind of emotions I'm in or or like low state or like I I know if I just like I don't even have to pick up the phone i just need to text him or message him or even just think about like what he would tell me if in this situation and it just like picks me right back up so he's one of them and that's why i really enjoy following him and just having that friendship and mentorship from him is because like one of the most fucking inspirational people i could ever there's just, there's so yeah, much you can yeah, say
1: he's, he's an awesome dude his um, energy is just infectious man he's just oh, dude He's, he's incredible. There's no doubt about it. Like no doubt.
0: And then obviously like there's Julian Sherman, which same kind of thing learned so much from him. He's also one of those guys. If, if I need help with anything, I know I can reach out to him and he'll help me with whatever I need. Cameron George is a huge inspiration to me. He just like, he's the visionary. He's the guy like that. When I think of what I'm going to create in my life, like I want to, I want to really kind of follow his path and not become the next Cameron George, but, like, follow his inspiration, follow his vision, because I know that it's so big that it includes so many people that I really relate to a lot of things he says, just because, like, yeah, he's one of those guys. Other than that, like, I don't honestly, like, I follow Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez, fucking Gary V, all those guys, I follow them all. I do enjoy a lot of their content, but I don't necessarily like, I don't have a personal relationship with them. Right. So it's yeah. kind of like, I don't have the ability to just like phone Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. and be like, hey man, I need to pick me up. So, but I, I enjoy their content. And, like all those guys, anyone who's in the personal development, kind of like those kind of things, like those are the people that I like to follow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I totally get it, man. And I like that. You know, those guys had impact in your life. You look up to them. They help you rise. I mean, you're a team, man. I, I love that. They're great guys. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Those guys are amazing. And sometimes the people that are closest to us kind of get forgotten in the mentor style of things. Just because they're not at that fame level, sometimes we forget. and I, I'm glad you brought them up because they're they're all amazing dudes and they're pioneers in their field. and you know, I learn a lot from those guys as well, man. no doubt. Another one, yeah, Balaj is another guy that, you know, for me personally, you know, got me the ball rolling with all this. so, and all those minds together, man, had been, you know, caused a huge ripple effect, like we were saying. And I'm grateful for all those minds, you know, because that really opened everything up for me as well.
0: Yeah, dude. Balazs has been a huge inspiration to me as well. Like I've learned tons and tons from him as well. Like there's literally so fucking many that yeah. no, <laughs> we for could sit sure. here for three hours and just talk about all of them. Yeah. But one last thing I want to say, accountability is something that's also really huge having like somebody that will, that you can hold accountable, that they can hold you accountable and just make sure that you communicate with them every single day. And, and just kind of like, so that in those days where you don't feel like necessarily making something happen, for one, you have the thought of like, Oh shit, my accountability partner's going to like fucking think I failed today. If I don't actually do this. Mm. And then for two, you have them there. Even when you don't do shit, they're like, come on, man. Like you got to do this. You said you were going to do this you didn't fucking do it. So like having accountability partners, which I have a whole bunch of them as well. Like Aaron Fraser, Mike Martin, fucking a whole bunch of different people that I look, look to for uh accountability. Kevin Wong's another one. Like there's yeah. a whole bunch. Like I said, we could go fucking. Yeah. Hours of it's talking.
1: important to have a team man and you know, and support around you. Right. And that's super important. I love that you, uh, you touched on that, man. Where can everybody find you, Jess? Where's the best place?
0: So my socials are at the Jesse Garnier, T-H-E-J-E-S-S-E-G-A-R-N-I-E-R. I I also have my own podcast. It's called The Jesse Garnier Show. So you can follow that, subscribe to that. It's on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. And yeah.
1: Was it new and noteworthy on iTunes?
0: Yeah, we hit new and noteworthy within like, Three months or something of launching, awesome. which is
1: pretty cool. That's awesome. That's uh, that's huge, man. And I can't wait to see you keep that thing going. And you guys make sure to check him out. He's got. If you have any question about business or leadership or anything, make sure you hit up Jesse, man. He's super inspirational and he's got an incredible story. So amazing stuff, man. And make sure you check out his podcast because it's it's gonna be it's gonna take off next level, bro. I got one question left for you that I always ask everybody what's the one thing, one tip that you could give everybody out there listening to overcome adversity, to go on to become successful in their life or get through whatever it is they're trying to get through?
0: Create your vision, man. It all comes down to if you don't know where you want to go, you'll never end up there, right? It's like a GPS. GPS, you plug in where you want to go, but if it doesn't know, for, for one, if it doesn't know where you are right now, it's not going to be able to help you get there. And if it knows where you are, but it doesn't know where you want to go, it's not going to be able to help you get there. It needs to know both destinations. So get super clear on where you are in your life right now. Take an audit of your finances, an audit of how you spend your time, what you do with your time, how you spend your money, all of these things, how much money you have, how much you can invest into creating the life of your dreams. Take all that audit and figure out where you are. And then also take the time to think seriously about where you want to go in your life. What does your dream day look like? How's like, where are you living? Who are you with? What are you doing? And like, feel the senses. I'm talking like, take this seriously. This is one of the most transformational things that I've ever done. And this is where it came from. Like first I heard it from Matthew Jang, but then I found out it was actually from Cameron George. Like that's where he got it from. So those were two of the very first things that, or two of the very, that's one of the reasons those are two of the people that I really follow is because that one fucking thing that I did was so transformational in my life that like I owe everything that I do to just that. Because if I wouldn't have taken the time to figure out like, what does my house look like that I want to live in? Am I by the beach? Who am I with? How many kids do I want? Like, what am I doing on my days? If time and money didn't matter, think about this. This is serious. This is serious use all the senses what can you smell like what can you feel what can you physically see like i was super super clear right down to like the knobs on my fucking counter or the the cupboards in my kitchen like i was super clear in my vision and now and then i took an audit of where i was at the very moment and now i had something to work towards right mm-hmm. and if you have something to work towards that's that clear no matter what the struggle is, no matter what the hurdle is, no matter what happens, no matter what gets in your way, you're going to find a fucking solution to get through it.
1: Man, that's got to be one of the top uh, tips, man, that we've got on the show. yet. Yeah, that was awesome. Super powerful. Visualizing where you want to be and already achieving it and all that stuff, man, is so, so important. And I've heard it the more and more, you know, I'm reading that and Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about that as well, you know, Really understanding that feeling of already achieving it and where you want to be is so, so powerful, man. I really appreciate you uh, dropping that. Like, how can you, sorry. No, that's all right. Keep this is something
0: I'm super passionate about. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's just like, how can, how can you be upset if things don't work out the way you want it to work out if you don't know how you want it to work out? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so like If you don't know where you want to go in your life, how can you be upset at the end of your life if it didn't work out the way that you didn't even know you, the way you wanted it to work out?
1: <laughs> Boom. Yeah, it's just like to chance. You're just leaving it to chance. Why yeah. would you want to do that?
0: It's like if you get in your vehicle and you just start driving, you just take random turns and you just drive for like 18 hours straight. <laughs> yeah. And you end up in fucking the middle of fuck nowhere in like yeah. Saskatchewan or something. And you're like, well, this sucks. <laughs> It's like, well, how the fuck can you be upset about that if you didn't even know where you wanted to go in the first place?
1: Ah, uh, so true. So true, man. Man, thank you very much. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I mean, I could talk to you all day. This stuff is gold. And uh, I really appreciate it, man, coming on and, and dropping value with us. So thank you.
0: No worries, man. It's been a pleasure. I love this shit.
1: Yeah, it's great. Make sure to check him out, guys. He's got some amazing stuff. Check him out. Jesse Garney, everybody. Later. Thanks so much, everybody. Make sure to check out Jesse. Awesome guy, love that interview. I love hearing the different, the shifts in people's lives. And it just should mean to you that you can do this too. So, appreciate all of you. Hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, let us know what you think, share it with your friends. Love you guys, later
0: just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for
1: more life lessons with Lance ECOs.